Okay, hello everybody. We are back on the Activate Your Origination podcast. And yes, we know it's been a little bit of time. We're like Yellowstone. Just when the season starts, takes a break. You have no idea when we're coming back, but we made it. We're back. We're excited. We're here. Say hello, Randy. Hello, everyone. Yes, back by popular demand. (laughs) (laughs) So many of our clients are like, oh, what are you going to do with the podcast? We mentioned that we were going to start recording new episodes. And a lot of them were like, oh, God, yes, I've been waiting. Yeah, I know. It's so true. You know, sometimes you have things planned a certain way and then life takes you on another way. But everything's safe. Everything's fine. The timing is perfect. And today we are so excited to come on and continue the conversations that we've started and continue to have them grow. It's been a time, let's just be honest, since we've been on till now, it's been a time. If you've been following us for a while, you have been alongside of our experience and our journey for the last six months. Uh, Randy had gone through some very personal family things. Um, I'm in her family, so I was also along for the ride. and. You know, we're still navigating those situations and um, it is, we're starting to come on the other side of that. We have been led in insanely beautiful, heartfelt, tear jerking, full of pain, wonderful life experience that we all have. It always shows up in each one of our lives in a a multitude and array of things. We are no different, and that's why it's also so important to anchor into truth, to understand how things work, to find your own navigational system, to believe in something bigger than yourself, to not only bring you all the most amazing, wonderful things that we experience in life, but to have a lighthouse in the times that don't always feel, they don't always feel very, um, let's see, I'm searching for exact words, but uh, I let's see if it'll come to me. Obvious. The times that don't feel obvious on how to move forward. The times that feel really blind. And the truth is, is we are all, we are all having a life experience that is going to have a lot of fluctuation, a lot of up and down, a lot of expansion, some contraction and more expansion. And so to have had had a time And to be able to see through this time and to have a vantage point right now of what we've experienced, it just feels like there's no better time than to just reconnect and really move forward with a sense, a deeper understanding, a greater appreciation for how incredible this life is, for how incredibly strong we all are, for our direction that we're continuing to go to that we never actually lost. There's so many times that you can look around and not have any any vantage point, any navigational like map to follow and tell yourself that something's wrong or that you're in a bad place. But the truth is things are always working out on the behalf of you. The only thing you can do is show up in that moment, navigate it the way that it's being truthfully called to be presented in your life and to be truthfully be where you're at and the way creation works, you always come out a different person, a more established believer, having more faith than you ever have have ever had. And I feel like that's where we're at right now. And life has been going on, whether we're navigating something or not. Like we've been having our own experience, and there's also a million things going on in on in our life. Sorry, I'm jumbling my words here that are also amazing and wonderful. And um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we've been. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the upcoming episodes, there will be a lot to share about sort of that six month um, (laughs) roller coaster ride. Um, But today I actually wanna talk about um an experience that I had this week um which for me 
you know, as, as we're coming to the other side of what felt like an extended amount of blindness and chaos and, um, an unraveling and also a, an opportunity to establish a deeper, stronger foundation from a different vantage point. Um, I want to say that what our family went through with Emma, like shook me to my core, um, which is actually interesting because we have been exploring the core wounds um, in the Gene Keys. And um, during that time, there was a lot that was unfolding that let us go deep into the, the core, deep into the core wounds, deep into the core ordering of who we are and what our life was. And being shook into the core um, was on purpose and by design, whether I could see that or not. Um, but but when you're when you're shaken, when you're disrupted that comprehensively, there is this time where everything that you think you know suddenly isn't put into question. And I think we each had our own experiences of being put into question in a multitude of ways over the last six months. Um, and there were times that being put into question allowed me to solidify the truth deeper and same for you. And sometimes being put into question took me into a spin. They, they were, they were both. And, but in, in the, in the first three months of our family's experience, it was second by second, minute by minute, you know, like having to be faced with choices and faced with myself and emotions and all of these things. And the second three months was a deep exhaustion and a deep sense of grief and a deep rest for me. I mean, I think of like, I kept being like, I feel like I'm depressed, but you know, if I think about like, I feel like I, what I require is a deep rest, like exhausted to the bone rest. And in that time frame, things were arranging and the core stability was being established behind the scenes in a way that I couldn't see. About two weeks ago, I began to come out of the need for a deep rest, an aliveness and an energy and a, um, it was the first time I felt like I could move forward. In those three months, no matter where I went, everything, all signs led to stop. <laughs> I tried to force and it was stop. I tried to do this and it was stop and stop and stop. And a couple of weeks ago, the there was an aliveness and a, a movement of energy forward that provided an opportunity for me to begin to gain some clarity, to begin to have ideas again, begin to find a voice and things that I wanted to say. But during that time of being shook, the things that had become so familiar to me and my way of being I, I were, weren't as easily accessible. And one of those ways of being, which has had felt very confused and very um, uncertain, like it not really being able to make a decision, not really knowing what I wanted or didn't want, being in a space where I just was like, the, the precision and the certainty was absent. And I was grasping for it in different places. And, and I noticed it, but I didn't realize, like, even Nick had said to me, like, what is up with you? Like, you can't like, like, everything's this big deal. And you can't decide on anything, like nothing. And um, I was like, I know, basically, I need somebody to slap me across the face. Like, why aren't you pulling me out of this? But there was no there, there was no, the timing wasn't there yet. Um, but this week, our kitchen remodel, which has been sort of this ongoing project for almost a year now since we ordered the cupboards, our kitchen remodel started and our 
cabinets were being installed and I got the perfect like experience of like a wake up call as to how my indecisiveness and unwillingness to speak specifically what I wanted, what I thought and what I knew to be true was creating some extra unnecessary like chaos and drama in my life. And so I'm going to share the story with how it unfolded. This seemingly very insignificant, minuscule, minute, literal half an inch wake up call um, really allowed me to see how this way of, I'm using communication in quotes because it's not communication actually, um, was playing out in a multitude of ways in my life. And um, anything else that you want to say before I start talking about that? Okay. So the way that our kitchen is shaped is it's almost like it's, well, it's a, it's an L shape in the cabinets and where the 90 degree turn was going to be the cabinet maker, he had been there, I think this was on day three. Yep, it was day three. He had been there for three days. Very kind man. Super easygoing. Not any real reason to be like, I can't bring my concerns to, to this man. Um, but I had asked him a couple other things. And I had, you know, been focusing on the details because I'm a very detail-oriented person. And I saw the two frames of the cabinets that were going to make up this 90-degree angle because they were built in stages. So there was a frame, there was the outer edging, there was the insides, there was all of these moving parts. And I saw the two frames together and I thought, mm, these are too close together. So I asked him at first, I, I, I said, I thought there was gonna be some filler in here so that these weren't gonna be that close together. I actually think we have more room here. I was envisioning that this the bottom of the L was going to be longer. And he said, Oh no, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at the two frames and I'm thinking everything in my body is like, mm, these, this doesn't feel good. These feel too close together. I want more space between these two cabinets, but I don't say I want more space between these two cabinets. I say, instead, I ask him, do you think these cabinets are too close together? No, both of the drawers open. You can see like that at this point, it's the frames. He's like, they're, both of the drawers are going to open on each of the cabinets. It's going to be fine. Everything in my body is like, this has nothing to do with whether or not the drawers are going to open. Okay, you're probably right. It'll probably be fine. So I have to leave before he finishes building the cabinets and gets the drawers in and blah, 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 blah. But I can still feel in my body that I just don't like where the thing is, where, the, where they are placed next to each other. And I still say nothing. So I go to work. Um, I ask Nick to send me a picture of the cabinets once he's finished for the day. And the drawers are in. And I'm even more certain that I don't like them. I don't like it. It's not. Nope. 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 So I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, zooming in. I'm like, this does not feel good to me. I don't like it. I get home. I look at them together. Yes, you can get both of the drawers open, but I don't like it. It's half an inch longer on this one side. And then these two are smashed together. And I'm like, I'm going to have to say something to him because it's only a half an inch, but I literally cannot stand the way that it looks at a half an inch. Yeah. It's so like that would be the derailment of like, now suddenly there's a spot in the kitchen that's like obsessing. That's like, oh, I would love it. But these are so close. Or like people come over and you're like, I know, like you point it out. It's like make excuses for it. It's like, okay, we love it. And every bit of the power is held in this half an inch of you being able to like genuinely love it genuinely enjoy it be with it 
like as like a masterpiece right exactly and this may make no sense to some people but if you are a person who is <laughs> nearly obsessively like noticing a detail and how that detail feels to you like it, it jenny is exactly right like this half inch could have made me hate my whole kitchen which is not something i'm exactly proud of saying but i mean we've joked before about like i can see the one hair that is longer than the others on nick's mustache like and when i once i see it i can't think or talk or do anything else until it is something happens in my system and i'm just like i can't like focus on anything else until it's visually correct in my system right. so that night i am like tossing and turning i'm weirdly having kind of awake dreams about it i know i'm gonna have to say something i'm not super like tossing and turning because oh my god i'm gonna have to say anything about it but i also know like shit it's done he's i don't know what he's gonna have to do what it's gonna take to do it and i know that i can't not say anything because i'm not gonna wreck my whole the whole kitchen over a half inch and i know myself well enough to be like i could obsess over this and i don't sleep well and i'm like weirdly it's like in my consciousness so it's kind of like i'm weirdly awake asleep and i'm like thinking about the conversation and blah 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 so he yeah, gets I there and the, let's get to say one thing like it's it's like we've all been there so many times where it's like you can't even really explain what it is that you're thinking about it's not like i'm like i'm worried like oh he's gonna be mad at me or anything but like when something grabs on and then weirdly becomes a loop it's not even like you're like i have to talk to him loop i have to talk to him loop it's just like cabinet 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 it's <laughs> It's like nothing, but it's like strangely looping the whole time where it's like, why am I obsessed about this? Like, I would like to not think about this because I actually would like to sleep. I would like to not, it's not that big a deal. It's like, logically, I know it's not that big a deal. I'm going to survive this moment. But I've had so many times where like, it's just like the essence of a situation is just literally on loop. Like, I'll just see the thing over and over and over and over. It's just the most annoying situation ever yes and so that's what it was like the whole night so the next morning comes around and joe our cabinet maker shows up in the morning and before he gets to doing anything else i'm like joe i know you said it was gonna be fine <laughs> turns out it's not gonna be fine i feel like these are too close together is it possible for you to add that half inch panel that's on the outside to the inside so that it's symmetrical there and that it gives um, a little space between the cupboards? And he says, mm, yes, I can do that. And so instead of walking away and just being like, okay, thank you. I have to like put myself into the position of having to reconfirm myself because then I say, what's that going to take for you? Is that going to be like a lot of work or is that going to be okay? You know, like what, what what's that going to take? And he's like, well, I'm going to have to take the cabinet completely apart. I'm going to have to take all of this out. I'm going to have to remove these things and I'm going to then have to put the panel on and then I'm going to have to put it back together. So it would have been the perfect opportunity to reconfirm of never mind, it's fine. And I said, okay, thank you. If you have to charge us extra for that, that's fine. But I'm not going to be able to sleep at night until there's an extra half inch. <laughs> so I went into the other room and I'm having my coffee and I can hear all the things. I can hear I'm taking it apart. I can hear all the things. And I'm sitting there like just visibly uncomfortable in my body of having to be in that moment and have having had to ask what I wanted for what I wanted and having to face kind of the things that were coming up into my mind about like why I didn't want to ask in the first place. Like, am I being too difficult? Am I being too demanding? Is that annoying? Like who cares? It's a half an inch. Nobody who would even notice that. Why are you so particular? What, you know, all of these things were coming up inside and just being with it and being like, well, either way it is what I truly want. So 
I, it, it has to be that way. And when he finished, I walked into the kitchen and I was just like, okay, yes, this half inch is everything. This is, I was, Joe, thank you so much. I love it. I absolutely love it now. It's, it's okay. I can move on. And it seems like such a minor insignificant thing. This man is being paid to give me what I want. I'm never going to see him again, most likely, although my family really liked him and he might be our kind of side job handyman, but I don't have to have a daily interaction with this man. It doesn't matter if he likes me. It doesn't matter if, you know, he's here to do a job and he's moves on with his life when the job is over. And there's no deep relationship here. And so it gave me the opportunity to see a way I had been interacting with a surface level relationship that showed me that I've also been doing this, being really indirect, saying everything around, but the actual thing that I'm thinking Hoping that if I ask a question that somebody will give me the answer that I want instead of just saying what I wanted. And what I realized was one of the things that the, one of the reasons that I didn't want to say it in the beginning was I didn't want to seem difficult. That I wasn't easygoing or that I was making something harder for someone. And in the end, by not saying anything, I made it more difficult. For me, because I lost sleep over it and was worried, you know, thinking about it and stuck on a loop. And I made it more difficult for him because he had to build the cabinet twice. Right. And what everybody didn't see, and I don't even know if they heard it because on my end, it's the only thing that has cut out is when okay. Lindsay said, when I walked into that room and she saw the cabinets now with a half an inch space in between, her whole body... She said, I could breathe. And her whole body went like the way I see her right now, face to face. It was like, she was like uptight in the, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And her whole body relaxed when that half an inch was in there. And I think that's so, such an important piece because it's not really about the half an inch. It's about that thing that used that half an inch to make, an activation in your body and when you were able to be in truth and have the balls to say what it is you needed and to be able to take responsibility for the truth of what it is that you required in a really like wonderful way not in like an overcompensating way or uh I'm not you know I, or in an insignificant way when you were just able to say this is I feel this way. Can you do this? The conversation. Okay, great. And then having to hear all that stuff over the last six months of kind of losing, not losing, but like, well, losing sight, let's say not actually losing something out, but like losing sight of your own ability of when something traumatic happens to any one of us, we start to question do I even fucking know anything? Like, is, <laughs> am, do I, am I like everything that I thought was something, is this being, is this being put up on the altar in question too? Like, what are all the things that I have to come to in conclusion to reorientate and to see life in a certain way, see myself in a certain way, see my daughter in a certain way, see all these things that, you know, 24 hours ago, felt really solid and stable when those things get shaken up suddenly the instability comes into the picture which then it can filtrate into everything things that are like super stable suddenly come into question too so even the ability of being like I started realizing I was losing my ability to even speak on the behalf of myself a lot of times when people start working with us, some of the things that we say is like, okay, you're going to need to say what you want on your sandwich. Like you think you're coming in here to be like, I'm going to put this stake in the sand and claim this giant thing. But if you can't say where you want to go out to eat, or you can't say if you're hungry or not, or you can't say that 
I hired this person to put these things in and he actually needs my direction on how I want it, but I don't have the ability to tell him that, we're gonna need to start there. There's a lot of things that are in the future for you that are tied up in these little things. And so to see your body go from like, even bringing back the conversation, having that activation kind of back to the moment that things are in place it's like, yes, the cabinet is in place, but the energetics are in place. The familiar sense of yourself is back in place. The, the stability of like the safety that it's even okay to do that is back into place. And that's when the body goes, oh, okay, I can breathe now. I recognize this person. I, I had been telling myself that there's this, this really fragile system of this half inch cabinet that's going to ruin this man's life or my life or whatever. Like we're all stronger than we thought we were. We could all handle the conversation and it really just was no thing, but it was the perfect thing to help reorientate yourself as you're kind of finding your way again through like a unfamiliar territory. Yes, absolutely. And really in the past few years of this work direct explicit communication knowing what I mean and meaning what I say and having my word be reliable and having my word be trustworthy to myself but to the people in my life you know how many times do you say it's fine when it's not actually fine I knew even in that moment of saying, okay, you're probably right. It's fine. I knew that was a lie. Like as soon as I said it was, yes, you're probably right. It's fine. Everything is like, I know it's not fine. It has not been fine. And it has never been about whether those cupboards will open. So, right. You know, and we've talked about this in our, in our private sessions or in our courses and the different dynamics of relationships and learning how to be trustworthy in your word to yourself and to other people um, and how to be, we're not really taught directness. We're not taught, I mean, when I first started being direct with my words, everyone was like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Why are you, why are you talking like that? Why are you saying that? I'm like, I literally just want you to just take the trash out like no I'm not mad no I'm there's nothing wrong I'm just being direct instead of saying maybe do you think you could take the trash out do you think you could I'm hungry are you hungry I'm thirsty do you want something to drink <laughs> not knowing how to hold communication in an efficient and precise manner okay that's so funny yesterday i was watching this um interior design show and it was this couple these two guys and they were redoing this house in florida and they were getting to the finishing finishing touches and right when the guy said it i said to chad oh this is so interesting look at this the guy said to his husband hmm well, so the guy, the, the guy's husband put the chair in the corner. So it was kind of like kitty corner to the corner. And the other guy says, huh, do you think that should go kitty corner? Or do you think that should go straight on? And the guy goes, oh, I think it should go kitty corner. And he goes, you do. Hmm. <laughs> this is literally what I've been doing. Clearly this guy wants it straight on, but he doesn't say it. And so it's that kitty corner. But you could tell the guy's body was like, huh, like, that's an interesting choice. I wouldn't do that. And everything in me wants to turn it straight, go parallel to the wall. But I pointed it out to Chad, too. And that's so funny you say that other thing about, like, everybody thought you were mad because Luna will be, why are you talking to me like that? I'm like, okay, you need to go into your room, get dressed, brush your hair, and brush your teeth find socks and then meet me back out here. And she'll be like, why are you talking to me like that? I'm like, because there's specific things I want you to do. I'm being direct. And she's like, no, you're being kind of mean. I'm like, no, it's not being mean. It's if I didn't tell you all those things, you would be like, go and get dressed and come back out. I have to tell you what to do next. Just do these things. And then we can talk about it when you're done. 
where Eli's like, if I'm wishy-washy with him, he'll be like, just give it to me straight. I cannot be direct with me. I do not like this. I, it's open for interpretation. I'll be like, do you think you should help your aunt or don't you think you could, should take out, could take out the garbage? He's like, if you want me to help my aunt, tell me to help my aunt. If you want me to take out the garbage, tell me to take out the garbage. But like, yeah, what is it that is, I think so much of it is our own ability to stand behind our decisions. And it's easier to put that on somebody else in case for some reason we're wrong or something, you know? It's like to take responsibility isn't necessarily like, it doesn't always play out in what you think of being like, oh, this could lead to a disaster or a great experience. It's just like to be the one responsible, you could maybe have somebody do something they didn't want to do. And you wouldn't want to be responsible for making somebody do something they didn't want to do you wouldn't want to be responsible for like putting somebody out you won't want to be responsible for being an inconvenience not even like is this going to be a great decision or is this going to be a disaster it's like these little things like if somebody thought something of me or if somebody thought I was mean or if somebody thought these other things which I think leads us to not be able to hold it so then we overcompensate and get forceful to do something or we say how do you want the cupboard or the chair or mm-hmm. instead of so it's like to find that pocket in between is a rarity for most people to be able to be direct and neutral at the same time right yes and, and I, I go ahead well, go ahead i want you no, to you go ahead i'm just gonna say like i just want to reiterate this is playing out in a half inch but really it's playing out in a body activation that holds the dynamics it holds the keys it holds the unlocking to the thing that randy had already decided that she wanted that she realized was happening in her life and she didn't want that to happen anymore so nick had said what's going on with you why are you acting like you don't know what you want and you and i had had a couple conversations and just different things of being like when did my opinion become like a liability when there's times in my life where it's just so nothing it's just we all are we all get that. We all get to say what it is that we require. We all get to participate in our life in truth. So when does the truth become feeling like it's a liability? I don't want that feeling. I don't want to participate that way. I can feel and sense something wonky. I need to get to the place that I'm locked in to that that's not happening in my life. So it plays out perfectly in a half inch covered. It doesn't really have anything to do with that, but it holds the dynamics, it holds the energetics that have been taking place over the last couple months, rightfully so. You, right. it's like when things become, when, when safety becomes at question, everything becomes in question, then as things lock in, sometimes there's just some little things that you don't even know that need to be relocked and reestablished in another way moving forward. Yes, absolutely. And in the in the dynamic of how you spoke of Eli, you know, versus Luna, I mean, in in my marriage or in my relationship with Nick, Nick also as a man would much prefer a clear directive so he knows exactly what to provide for me in that moment as opposed to bringing him a question that he could possibly have the wrong answer to. Because in that, um, in that, what I said previously about being able to trust your word, letting your partner trust your word, as in you say what you mean and you mean what you say, whether or not it's a conscious thing, when there's that insecurity within my own system playing out, and so my insecurity offers a form of a question, Nick may not consciously feel that there's an insecurity here, but he can feel that there's a discord between what I'm saying. And in the end, even, okay, so let's bring it back to that. Do you think it should go there? Or do you think, do you think it should be kitty corner? Do you think it should be straight on? Even though I'm bringing those things into the form of the question, I already know the answer that I want. It's like, it's like weirdly the setup, like, 
yeah that actually again makes things difficult for both parties like it doesn't have to turn into a fight but when when there's this feeling of insecurity inside of myself in that system and then i try to solve it by having somebody else provide that security for me (laughs) yes it doesn't solve it for either of us and really there's no place to lock in in that moment either and I mean I've had to find myself backtracking do you think we should blah 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 oh actually I want to do this what do you think it's 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 not that it has to be my way but I want to do the paneling on the ceiling in the dining room, or I mean, in the kitchen and the girl's bathroom. What do you think about doing it today? Well, I already have blah, 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 blah going on. How about we do it on Tuesday? Okay. Instead of like, do you think we should do the paneling in the kitchen? And he'd be like, no. And then I'd be like pissed because I think we should do it. Yeah. And also too, like thinking about the dynamics of that, making it more complicated and how you were saying how like, it's not that he, Nick could sense, know that there's conflict there, but he can like energetically, like something's not. So if you bring it back to the cabinet maker and Mm -hmm. Randy being like, do you think there's enough room there? And then not saying the next day, I'm going to need you to put that half an inch in there. Mm-hmm. you know end of story and then you're walking into the room and be like ah okay if you wouldn't have had that ah okay he would finish up the job you guys would be like okay here's the bill here's the things here's the remote for the lights and you're sitting over there going okay great thanks so much this has been such a great experience yeah someday we'll call you again but internally being like I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And even though your words are saying, thank you, your energy, he's leaving going, that was weird. I don't know if she liked it or not liked it. You know, I did hair for so long. Part of me kind of wants to do it again now. I don't know. I'm like all over the place with that. But how many times did I have to like, some people would be like, okay, I love it. But this one piece right here, Okay, then other people would be like, okay. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) but they will refuse to say. I mean, I had one woman say after like seven years of doing her hair, actually, you don't have to dry it today because I always go home, wash it and restyle it after because I like it a very specific way. So I'm like, okay, thank you for telling me that. Can you tell me the way you like it styled? She showed me how she liked it. Then the rest of the time, she's like, oh, I'm so glad I said that instead of sitting there. I mean, it was no it was no hard thing, but you can feel energetically when somebody's in the pocket of truth, genuinely saying, meaning what they say, or you can feel empty words that feel strange. <laughs> this is what it is. And if you can't feel those things, then we are two different beings because I can <laughs> feel it. Everybody I know who I've talked to can feel it. And there's nothing wrong with not being able to, but I think if you really, really look into it, you can. It's like that denial of, I don't want to have to be faced with what this means if somebody isn't being true or if I'm sensing something. I mean, there's been a multitude of times that we've been talked out of what we know is true and it always comes back to be like the lesson in that for me was I fucking knew it I knew it mm-hmm. yeah the whole time. yeah and we've talked about this uh, in the past on many occasions of like the tone of truth inside of yourself or the tone of truth in what you want or the tone of truth of your desire and it coming out your voice it holds a frequency it holds a tone it's the tone And that is a specific vibration. And when you don't, when you beat around the bush and alter the tone or like even in, in communication with anyone, when you won't strike the truth, you just avoid the, you just complicate things. It really does complicate things. And that 
indecisiveness or that in unwillingness to actually stand in the responsibility of having to say what it is that you want in that moment and face the disappointment of not getting it mm-hmm. or having to deal with the consequences of possibly getting it. That's truly what holds us from back from being willing to participate in that. And there's a part of you that knows the exact circumstance, the exact moment that holds the key to unlocking that thing that you know that you're meant to experience, to reorder your energy, to stabilize yourself, to get yourself into truth and to move from there to like open up and reconnect with the truthful lighthouse inside of you. And they come up in cabinets and conversations and sandwiches and all the freaking things that you that feel like distractions to the main goal but these are the places that hold your power and the way to know this is to understand your body your body's activations and the truth of what it actually does inside you are getting led all the time and how many times we either suppress that push it away talk ourselves out of it or let it build so much without any understanding and unload it, offload it onto somebody that it had nothing to do with. Yeah. And I thought, again, it was the, it was a brilliant, visceral experience in something that was so seemingly insignificant that there was no denying. Like the, it, it was like the experience was taken so fully in the like ride of my body and the the way that it played out that it was the perfect um example that doesn't feel like the right word but it was the perfect opportunity to see it in the bigger scale and there was no um question of how deeply visceral each step of the opportunity it was like first I I first saw it and I felt this I I said one thing and I felt that he said one thing and I felt this I had the opportunity to say something and I did it and I felt it like I I saw it when it was finished and I felt it I got home and I felt it I tried to sleep and I felt it I you know it was like so there was just no way of brushing it off and I think that that was it was the being led to the perfect opportunity. But the thing is, is when it was happening in my deeper relationships and things that mattered more to me, I could brush it off or dismiss it or sort of get lost in the details of the, he should said, she said, he should know by now what I blah, 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 blah. You know, like, so it was just, but there was just, this was undeniable. Yeah, which was imagine, it. Imagine if you went to study anything, like I can see how it would play out for most people. And for us, it's played out this way a million times. Like, you don't say the thing that needs to be moved a half inch over. Then you get the thing you asked for. For a year, you've been wanting new cabinets, right? So not only have you been providing this, but Nick's been providing this for you. You guys have gone through a lot of things and you're still doing the things that you guys want to do to improve your space and to do all this stuff. You've been able to pay for things as they go. And then what does that lead to? The energetic feeling of dissatisfaction from an experience that you know is yours and that is for you. And then that energetically tells Nick, tells God, tells the world, yeah, but that's not good enough. I know I said I wanted the cabinets and I wanted a new kitchen, but I didn't want it that way. And I didn't like it. And what's the fucking point? Then (laughs) Nick's like, everything I do is not good enough. He might even be not even be saying that, but his tail suddenly between his legs going, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make her happy. I thought it was going to be the thing and it still isn't. You never said why it wasn't. You never, whatever. You just went <laughs> emotion. 
you've been saying for however many years you lived in the house, I'm okay with having this kitchen until it's the time for the right ki the kitchen to come in. The kitchen then, it's the timing it comes in. Hmm. I guess it wasn't the kitchen. I guess I still don't like this. Everything about this, you know? So it's like you got to think about that, all of you that are listening to this. Like, where do you hold back one little element of your experience and then hold that experience to that point and turn it into shit? And when you all along had the whole opportunity to release and unleash a like a magical, amazing, rejuvenized experience, a truthful, centered, stable version of yourself that benefits you and the people you love and your money and your life experience and your house and your children and all of these things. But like, we're kind of addicted to holding on to that one thing that we can just sliver it in and still say, well, no, mm -mm. still not what I thought it was going to be. Guess I'm never going to be happy. Guess it was never these things anyways. And, and it's not, it's not the kitchen. It's not the things, but it's who are you in the opportunities that enhance your life in a multitude of ways. It's not just because the plates fit in better. It's because you showed up in truth and created the experience in a in a way that was the truth of what it was required in the moment. You didn't withhold something. And you just did a post about withholding in a relationship. Like every thing that we come into contact is a relationship in some ways. You wouldn't think Joe, the cabinet maker, has, is a substantial relationship in your life, but it is in that moment. It's holding a lot of energy there. The relationship you have with the cabinets, the relationship you have with your house, the relationship you have with your husband, the relationship you have with your money, how, how that was provided for you. And then to withhold something that you so obviously not right in the body, but not being brave enough to say the words to make it right and correct it for yourself is really, um, this is a weird word that's coming to me, but I'm just going to say it, a cowardly move. Like people are, you guys are braver, stronger than that. You can handle it, and so can the people who are in the relations with you in those conversations, especially when you do it from a point of truth, when you do it from a point of knowing that as much as I want to avoid having to say this, it's holding a lot of power, and these are the words that are required because something bigger is happening. It's not about the cabinets, but it is. The cabinets are the perfect catalyst for the growth of who you are and the truth of what you know to be how you want to participate in this life and your stability and safety. Like if we don't even think it's safe enough to say what we want in a sandwich, how are we going to like <laughs> survive out in this world? You know, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that diminishing of taking the one half inch and turning it, had I not said anything, and then turning it into everything now is wrecked or I don't like it, or it's this one half inch is now taking away from 16 beautiful cabinets, right? Is what we can so easily do. And in that moment, again, it's not the half inch, but it's the Dis it's not the disappointment of those two cabinets being too close together. It's the disappointment that I could feel what was true for me and then wasn't willing to act on it. So it's the, it's the letting, it's the not having my own back or the letting down of that self, but I could then just externalize it and decide it's the one half inch. Right. Because even if you would have said, no, it's better this way. I mean, there's so many times that I've had to say to Chad, like Chad being like, I don't know, I don't see it. And I've had to say like, trust me, just trust me in this moment. Like I know to the depths of my soul that this is for us, this is our move. But that takes some serious guts to be able to say, trust me too. Yeah. And, and Nick came home from work and he was like, it had been moved the half inch and Nick was like, Oh my God, you are so right. Oh, that looks 
so much better. And again, it is, but it isn't, you know, if you actually take this conversation as a surface level, like, oh my God, this lady's a psycho over a half an inch, you know, like you can take this as surface level depth, but it, that half inch can represent so much, you know, so the questions then as you're listening to this and you're wondering like, what is your half inch? Where is it when you'll take it only so far or how willing are you to vocalize and stand in the discomfort of saying what it is that you want versus trying to put what you want onto somebody else and hoping that they can guess it or take responsibility for it or know what you want more than you do or more than you will. Cause we all have a half inch. I mean, I've got, a, I've got many <laughs> and I'm, I'm at a point where I have the capacity to face them right now. And when I didn't, I just didn't make any decisions because I just... totally, totally. I think that's such a great question that you presented. And I think a huge clue to understand if you are wondering, like, I'm not really sure. I mean, some of them are probably coming right to your mind. There's probably things that are present in the forefront where you're like, okay, I have known this and I haven't said it, but like, what else are we, who and what are we resenting because we're hoping that they will provide it for us or guess what it is that we want. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really sneaky game that women play. Mm -hmm. They, that, that there is this um, inability or unwillingness to state the desire or to state the want clearly and directly um, and try to shirk the responsibility for having to stand in the discomfort of whether or not somebody will provide what you desire. And so it's covert in the trying to put that onto somebody else and then secretly or not so secretly resent that person for not being able to read your mind, give you exactly what you want, take you into consideration more than you took yourself into consideration. There's a multitude of things in this alone could be a multitude of conversations in itself. Yeah. I'm but that, yesterday. <laughs> what? Like, as you're saying that I'm like thinking about yesterday, we had gotten home from traveling for cheer the day before and our house was pretty clean when we left. But for some reason, when we came back, it got real messy real quick. And yesterday in the afternoon, I was like starting to feel that resentment feeling that the kitchen was messy. And Chad and Eli were doing their own thing and they were like actually having a great time together. And I was like spewing in my head about it. And so I ended up being like, actually nobody freaking cares about this kitchen except for me. So like, who do I think that Eli is going to come up and be like, Hey, let me just clean the kitchen for you. Or Chad's going to be like, you want to know what I want to do today on my day off is clean the kitchen up. Like nobody's gonna, they just don't care for me. I like ordering things in a certain way. So I can sit here, ruin my day, resenting that it's messy. Or I could just clean it and not make it about somebody else's way of showing up that's like a direct personal thing about me. But I mean, that tally situation, like you said, it's a, it is a tactic that women use and it's just really accepted in our society to tally all the ways that everybody has let you down and that you're on your own and they show up just so easily if you're not aware of that you're participating in that way of being. And I don't, I don't want, I mean, that's part of the work that we've done in the beginning is like, I don't even like the person that I'm showing up as. So that's my main goal. I don't want to be the woman who's holding a dish over my husband's head as some sort of weight of if he cares about me or not. Like that's bullshit. Right. Back to the, have you, what's the movie with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn? Hmm. They have this fight over the dishes. Oh yeah. And she's she's so mad because he like the the fact that he doesn't go like 
unless he's directly told to do the dishes, which it was another thing. Like, you're like, I'm the one who likes the kitchen this way. So I can either clean it up for myself and not feel sorry for myself. Or I could say, will someone load the dishwasher or, you know, you, there's like two ways to go about it, but it gets, they're, they're having this massive fight over the dishes. And she ends up saying, it's not that I want you to do the dishes. It's that I want you to want to do the dishes. And he's like, <laughs> nobody wants to do dishes. I'm never going to want to want to do the dishes. Like, if you want me to do the dishes, tell me you want to do me to do the dishes, but I'm never going to want to want to do the dishes. Like, he's like, you don't even want to do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Which is why this fight started in the first place, you know, like, like because wanting to do the dishes means that he cares about her and because she's already decided that he doesn't care about her and that she's on her own and that she has this man child that she has to care for and parent basically then it means x y and z about her and about him and about their relationship and about all of the things and that's the other thing the final piece i'll say is when you're unwilling to be direct and clear in your communication, then you are left with a ton of opportunity to create meaning that is inaccurate. Yes, 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 yes. And that goes and it, conversations and with yourself, direct and clear with yourself. Right. Which typically when there's a lot of room for meaning to be made, it usually adds up to something that you don't like. <laughs> it never adds up to we're great. We're awesome. It usually adds up to I do everything. You don't care about me enough. You don't care about what I want and I don't matter. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. Let me share the story. I felt like it was such a beautiful example of just what has been playing out in my experience for a while. And I definitely was ready for the wake up call to actually be able to see clearly what it was that I couldn't see and that what I was doing that I just don't want to be doing anymore. So, yeah. And, you know, with saying that too, I truly believe that the energetics move to where they're to be. And if you go through a period of time where you don't recognize yourself or you're not participating in the same way that you did you know six months ago or whatever that doesn't mean that you did something wrong that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong it's like as the time you presented itself suddenly something shifted it wasn't like you're sitting going or nobody's going why aren't you making decisions this whole time it's like you don't even know that right. that's happening and so much of the stuff is on purpose to get to know yourself to understand your navigational system to deepen your trust in yourself and to deepen your trust in the way things work and the provisions and the safety that you have available that you're even so safe that you can like be, feel completely lost for an extended amount of time and feel right back to something that feels familiar in the perfect timing of it. Absolutely. One thing that I can say for sure through all of this is that I no longer ever think like I'm back somewhere, blah, blah, blah. Like if my life ebbs and flows, like everybody does, and you go through forward momentum and you go through blindness and you go through expansion and you go through contraction and you experience the width and breadth of life, even in those moments of not being able to see or being what feels like in a contraction or the pit or the depths of despair. One thing I know for sure even if I can't find anything else to hold on to, is that I'm not back anywhere. There's no like going backwards into something like it's not like I've lost my momentum or I made all this forward progress and I ended up back somewhere. I do definitively and wholeheartedly understand the extent to which every moment is. providing me with exactly what is required for me to experience. And so that, that is one thing for sure. I know is I never think like, Oh, I'm back somewhere that just, that that's 
And that's a really beautiful thing because there was a long time I felt like, oh, if I'm in this spot, I must be doing something wrong or I'm ba- I've gone backwards in some way, shape or form. And I don't feel that way at all anymore. There is a timing to things. There's, what's that song? Like a, every season, there's a season, a time to live, a time to die, yeah, yeah. a time to be born, you know, all of that. And I, I do, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> you know, and with the timing of even being ready to have that experience and see clearer. I don't feel like even not saying what I meant in the first time was a mistake because it gave me so such a clear, extensive opportunity to see how that indecisiveness and unwillingness to speak up played out that there was, it was just undeniable. Um, and what, how much energy built up in that, that first body activation to the you know, feeling a lot of energy, a lot of activation. It was the exact amount that was required to take that energy to really project it forward. Also, that's not the beginning point of it, right? So it's like six months or five months or four months or three months or two months, one week, whatever, days of maybe playing out this cycle. But getting to a place where it's like, oh, there's enough energy behind the cycle that I've collected that I'm ready to like actually manually steer this into a new direction. Otherwise it's, you know, big creation takes big energetics. So we create the energetics on purpose in a multitude of ways. They're not always like, this is for me. This is for me. This is for me. me." It's like, holy shit. I can't even stand myself right now. I have enough energetics to move this over here is also a way that it builds in our lives too, which being at the place to be like, I'm not somewhere back to a place or I'm not a bad person or I've done something wrong is the key to be able to work with those kind of energetics that are also building. Yeah. There's one more story that I'm thinking of quickly. I don't know how long we've been doing this. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Pause buttons if they need to listen to it in my (laughs) In the timing of things and the perfect conditions being created for you to experience exactly what's required of you to be in the exact moment and opportunity, there was this man, he was, I don't know if he was a, he was a doctor. So I don't know if he was some sort of, um, psychiatrist or what he was, but he worked with um autistic people this i don't this was i don't even know how many years back but basically he was working with this person who was nonverbal and didn't take a lot of directive and he had been working with him and working with him and working with him and nothing was happening and nothing was changing and nothing was changing and one day he got really like frustrated this this person that was his client wasn't wasn't making any progress wasn't following any directives wasn't responding in any way shape or form the doctor got really flustered and frustrated and he threw a pen across the, the room and the client got up and went and picked it up and it was like this major breakthrough and so he began to tell all of the other doctors who were working with people what you need to do is you need to just explode and throw a pen across the room and that and and you'll get your your clients to start responding and so all these other doctors try this technique of like really getting upset and throwing the pen across the room and nothing happens and it's like the apex of that specific situation with a specific energetics with a specific person it's not what you do necessarily to try to go through the motions of those moments so i could have sat and thought for a long time like what 
what is it that I'm doing wrong here? Why am I not being so direct? What is it? How that's it. I'm going to be direct no matter what. And everybody's going to feel my wrath. And I'm never going to keep one thing to myself. And I'm just going to do all my opinions all 24 seven because never again, you know, you can, you can take these moments to extremes and you can try to force things and you can try to create things that worked for other people. Or she did that. And suddenly she had all of these things happen. And she said this and blah, 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 blah. But you have to take the moment and find what it's asking of you and feel the energy in your body and see where it's directing you and let it be this genuine divine timing unfolding of the perfect conditions. It's always the perfect conditions. It's always the perfect conditions. It's always the perfect conditions, which is why there's no going back for the opportunity for that catalyst for it to be the genuine time where the pen gets thrown across the room not trying to mimic and force an experience that hasn't reached that apex of precision because in that moment the throwing of the pen was the precision i'm laughing thinking about like how many times in my past, like, I mean, we've been in personal development for feels like decades now. And the beginning period of like taking courses or classes and being like, okay, like this is exactly what they did. This is what I need to do. This is the exact number they said. This is, they went to the spa, they got a massage. They did all these things. This is how they did the sales. And thinking of this situation of somebody being like missing the point of the energy building, it's however it builds and be like okay what was your guy's name i need a guy to bring a cupboard in that's a half inch too small and then we're gonna tell him <laughs> that we're gonna need it to be moved well first i'm gonna ask him and then i'm gonna mull it over for a day and then i'm gonna tell him and then i'm gonna you know all that will just reorder in my life too and that is i mean a joke but at the same time literal literally what people do when they listen to personal development when they follow coaches when your friends are having things that you want in your life. I had this conversation with my husband. Okay. I'm going to go have that same exact conversation with my husband, even though it literally has nothing to do with you. No energetic building in the same way, nothing. But so that's why it's so important to get out of the story, that feeling that was in Randy's body, what was happening in the energetics, the way that that reorders and plays out that's playing out in a million different ways. What, what is actually, where's your power at? What is holding all of the power? And then be radically, radically rogue and make a move there in truth in what you've been, in what you have been denying. That's where you go. And if it starts with saying, I want a turkey sandwich and I'm hungry, that has a lot of fucking power in it for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So great conversation. Thank you guys for being here. The good one, long one. And I'm excited to be back in here. How about you? So excited. Yes. Very much so. Lots of things that we will be able to be sharing. Right. Okay. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye.